0: The following program is pre-recorded. Opinions expressed may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the centennial state. Hello and welcome to Life in Colorado. I'm your host, Luis Gonzalez, and today... I have the Chief Programs Officer of Engineers Without Borders, Melissa Montgomery, here with me. Now, uh, Engineers Without Borders is a nonprofit organization supporting global community-driven development through sustainable engineering projects. Melissa, hello. How are you today?
1: I'm great. Thanks for having me.
0: It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, your organization does fantastic work, and I would like to get to know you. So just um, tell us what you did before coming to Engineers Without Borders.
1: Sure. So um, I started my career working as a consulting engineer, okay. and I did that for about 10 years. Um, and at that time, I, I decided to make a shift. Most of my work was focused. Here in the United States, and I wanted to um, make a shift towards international development. And so, what I did was, I actually joined uh, the US Peace Corps, and I was a Peace Mm. Corps volunteer uh, in Peru. And that's where I learned about uh, Engineers Without Borders USA. And I started off as a volunteer, um, as a mentor okay. for a chapter doing a project in Peru.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And about a year or so after I finished my service, I had the opportunity to come join Engineers Without Borders USA as a staff member. Um, so I started off as a program engineer. Okay. And I've been here for about nine years now, wow. and I get to now serve in the role as the chief program officer.
0: That's fantastic. So can you tell us a bit more about uh, how the organization started?
1: Sure. Yeah. So the organization started um, in 2002. So we're 21 years old. All right. Happy birthday. Um, let's start. <laughs> thank you. Uh, We started actually um, with a professor who was working out of the University of Colorado, Boulder. Okay. And he received a request from a community in Belize Mm. to assess their water supply system. They were having some issues with water supply.
2: Okay. And after
1: that trip, he, you know, as a professor, he had the idea of, you know, what if we could partner a group of volunteers from the U.S. with this community to address their engineering needs? Okay. And that was really the impetus of uh, Engineers Without Borders USA.
0: I'm here with uh, Melissa Montgomery, Chief Programs Officer of Engineers Without Borders. They are a nonprofit organization supporting global community-driven development through sustainable engineering projects. So uh, can you uh, describe some of some more of the main goals and objectives of Engineers Without Borders USA and how these are translated into the projects and initiatives that you undertake.
1: Yeah, so the vision of Engineers Without Borders USA is really a world where every leader is equipped to build and every community is built to thrive. Okay. And our mission is to partner with communities and developed leaders to build a better world. Right. And so the way that translates into you know what we actually do
2: mm-hmm.
1: is we have a, a large group of volunteers, both students and professionals, right. and we partner them with these underserved communities both here at home in the U.S., mm. as well as internationally,
2: okay.
1: uh, to build a more sustainable world. So um, we establish these community partnerships, and we work hand-in-hand with the community to address the needs that they have, um, with a focus really on climate-conscious infrastructure. Right.
2: Um,
1: and at the same time, we're trying to cultivate engineering and leadership skills, both with our volunteers and our partners on the ground.
0: Now, uh, what are some of the uh, major challenges faced by the communities you work with, and, and how does uh, Engineers Without Borders address those challenges through engineering solutions?
1: Yeah, so um, we really are a wide – we offer a wide range of expert engineering expertise. So we do everything from water to sanitation right. to agriculture – to structures, and so some of the needs that we see from these communities that are reaching out to us to partner with us
2: mm-hmm.
1: are, are access to clean water okay. um, right. or perhaps a sanitation facilities mm-hmm. to help um, with public health. Uh, there could be an issue that they're having with transportation. Um, right. Perhaps the road is has been destroyed, or they need a bridge to cross the river to get to uh, markets, To get to um, healthcare facilities, so those are some of the things, uh, some of the kinds of requests that we get from communities out there.
0: Right Uh, now, in what ways does Engineers Without Borders collaborate with local communities during project implementation?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So I think this this really comes uh, uh, speaks to what our values are as an organization. Um, and as an organization, the things that we value are community voices,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, vision, and empowerment. So we're, we we want to partner with local leaders. Right. Um, we also value purposeful partnering. You know, we want to be very uh, intentional about who we're partnering with um, to make sure that we can um, you know meet the needs that they're asking us to support with. Absolutely. Uh, we value ethical and sustainable solutions. Uh, we also value student and professional development, and finally, you know, health, safety, and wellness is paramount for all the work that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as we, as I mentioned before, um, you know, the the things that we do with communities, we we really aim to partner at that community level, right? Because we know that those community partners have the ambition, they have the courage, and the commitment. Mm-hmm. And we want to assist them and our partners in gaining aptitude and um, their ability to adapt to uh, the changing world. Um, And really, those community partners are at the center of our story. Right. Um, In addition to that, um, we know that we don't, we can't solve everything on our own. Exactly. Um, We don't have all the answers. So we need to uh, find partners out there that can help us. Um, and so we seek partners, partnerships that are based, built on mutual respect and trust that will help facilitate positive collaboration and to help make the most of the resources that we have available. Um, and so, as I mentioned, uh, there, all of every single project that we do are initiated uh, at that community level. Um, and once we object um, and approve that partnership, mm-hmm. then we work to uh, partner them with our volunteers to address their needs. We typically make a commitment. Uh, our volunteers are making a five-year commitment to mm-hmm. this community to really make sure that we're addressing what they need.
0: I'm speaking with Melissa Montgomery, Chief Programs Officer for Engineers Without Borders, a nonprofit organization supporting global community-driven development through sustainable engineering projects. Now, we were talking about these communities, so how do you ensure their active participation uh, in these projects?
1: Yeah, so um, that's part of our, our vetting process. Mm. If, at the beginning of the process, we're asking communities uh, as they apply you know what are what are the the things that you have in place from a leadership standpoint from a sustainability standpoint to make sure that this project is going to last when we do engineering projects you right. know these are infrastructure projects and they need maintenance to last their lifetime
2: absolutely so
1: part of our process that we've developed includes you know not just building the infrastructure but training the community, mm. training the people on the ground on how to operate, how to maintain that system throughout its lifetime.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In addition to that, um, we do ask every community that we partner with to also invest in the project that we're we're working on, and we do that through a five percent commitment from the community towards the project.
0: Right now. Uh... Certainly, for people who may not kind of understand what it is that you do, would you feel like a, a, a the best visual example would probably be one of those um, ads that uh, used to play on uh, late night TV asking for money, uh, and then you would see B roll of these uh, kids drinking this uh, dirty water, and would that be like, well, yeah, well we make we make sure that that doesn't happen anymore.
1: Yes. Um, although I want to be really um, explicit mm-hmm. you know, about how we approach this okay. uh, this work. You know, we are responding to requests from communities out there. They're coming to us saying this is our need. Right. Um, so we're, we're very careful not to, to be the ones to go into a community to say, oh, it looks like you guys uh, don't have clean water. Mm. Um, let us help you with that. Okay. um that's not how we that's not the approach that we take. We really want to be responding to communities coming to us right but yeah in terms of the visual yes it's these communities out there there's so many around the globe that lack you know access to clean water mm-hmm. um, that lack access to a health care facility and so our our goal really is to partner with those those folks and and, and help them. Um, address what those needs are.
0: Absolutely. Now, how does uh, Engineers Without Borders engage with the local government and other organizations to maximize the impact of its projects?
1: Great question. So, you know, typically we are every project we have, we need to engage with the local government mm-hmm. um, for for several reasons. Number one, we want to make sure. That there is that support from the local government for this community. Um, second of all, you know, as I mentioned, as, when you're doing engineering infrastructure projects, there are there's permitting that's required. You need to get approvals from local authorities, and so we are working with local governments to do that. Right. Uh, we also have great partnerships where local governments are also helping to contribute to the project. And helping to support the the long term operation and maintenance of the the infrastructure that's built.
0: Are there any partnerships that have been particularly fruitful?
1: Um, Yes, Um, I would say I can give one example. All right. um, Where we we established a partnership in um, in Uganda. Okay. And we started working with um, one partner there, and that has grown into them being now a, uh, a, a full-fledged, independent organization mm. uh, in Uganda that's locally uh, led by uh, a local national. They are building their capacity to support communities in Uganda uh, on their own at this mm. point. So it's a great success story.
0: There are people listening to this uh, telling themselves, wow, well, how can I get involved? So tell me something. How many volunteers does Engineers Without Borders USA currently have, and uh, what are some of the backgrounds and skill sets most valuable for volunteers to bring to your organization?
1: So we currently have a, a huge um, workforce, I would say, of All right. approximately 14,000 volunteers.
0: Oh, wow, Okay.
1: Yeah, and those fourteen thousand volunteers are working on five over five hundred active projects right mm-hmm. now around the globe. So it's a it's a big group, and we have a lot a lot of expertise and capacity with our volunteers. So I would say many of our volunteers um, naturally have a background in engineering. Sure. Um, and when when we say engineering, you know, it's it's a very broad term. There's mm-hmm. civil engineers. We have environmental engineers, mechanical, even chemical engineers. Okay. Um, however, just as important are our non-technical volunteers. Mm. So we have a lot of opportunities for folks that are not uh, not engineers. Okay. Um, and these folks typically may have a background in international development, community engagement, um, a social science like anthropology or sociology, and even public health. Mm. Um, so we have a wide range of expertise through our volunteers and our volunteers range, um, from, you know, a freshman at a university, right. um, to people who are, um, you know, in the middle of their careers, sure. um, to folks that are retired. We have a lot of retired engineers that, uh, really want to give back. Hmm. Um, so we, we really see, you know, a wide range in terms of our expertise and um, the volunteers that we have that want
0: to volunteer. I'm here today with Melissa Montgomery, Chief Programs Officer for Engineers Without Borders, a a nonprofit organization supporting global community-driven development through sustainable engineering projects. Now, let's talk about something big here, and uh, that something big happens to be climate change. So it's increasingly affecting communities around the world, as we all know. Now, can you talk about some of the ways in which climate change is impacting the communities that uh, Engineers Without Borders USA works with and how your organization is responding to, the, to these challenges?
1: Yes. Um, this question actually um, gets me very excited uh, mm. because I think there's a lot of potential for us in this space. So last year, we actually had the opportunity to visit with a lot of our communities to specifically ask the question how is climate impacting you know your day-to-day life right. um, and what how is that you know what are what are some of the challenges you know what we heard was very consistent we, we went all over we were in South America we were in Central America we were in West Africa and yeah. East Africa and even here in the US mm. and we, we, we saw some common themes the first is that we everyone is, is experiencing this on some level and how it's impacting the communities that we're partnering with is really around climate unpredictability
2: mm, okay. so
1: we're hearing there's more you know they can't predict when the rains are going to come for their crops mm. the you know there's longer droughts but there's also really uh, a lot more intense rainstorms. And this is causing things like flooding, right. damaging their crops. Mm. It can cause erosion, okay. you know, washouts on, on the roads, landslides sure. that impact their, their transportation. So all of these things are, are happening. Another thing that we heard is that the winds are getting stronger. And this was, was really interesting to me, because mm-hmm. um, we don't typically think of the wind having such a negative impact. Right. that The stronger winds are causing a lot of erosion, Mm. which is impacting their agriculture, the soil health. It impacts their energy source. When the the winds are really high, it can knock out their energy source. Right. It's also impacting their health. You know, um, higher winds with more erosion means there's more particles in the air and they're seeing higher rates of respiratory illnesses. Mm. And then finally, a lot of communities reported, you know, decreased uh, harvest and this is really impacting their economic uh, ability.
0: So we were talking about volunteers before and all this information that you're giving us has been fascinating so far, so how exactly can we get involved? Is there a website or is there a number to call?
1: Yeah, so our website has all the information um, that that anyone would need um, if you're new or interested in learning more. And our website is www.ewb-usa.org. Um, on our website, you'll find ways uh, that you can support EWB USA, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's through um, your time um or through finance a financial donation. Um that can be found there. We have a lot of volunteer opportunities also on uh that are posted on our website. So if you're interested in becoming a volunteer, we'd love to hear from you. And we have opportunities that are available now. Uh and we're really welcome all to be part of this movement.
0: So tell me, what are some of the biggest success stories or achievements of Engineers Without Borders in, in terms of transforming the lives of disadvantaged communities?
1: Yes. Um, one of the things um, you know that we do is we have a, a pretty robust monitoring and evaluation program. Okay. And that helps us to understand, are we having the impact that we're trying to achieve through our vision and our mission? And um, as part of that, we seek a lot of feedback from our partners on, mm-hmm. you know, how has your life changed? What's changed for you, for your community? Um, and we hear this is, you know, really, really great success stories The communities tell us, um, you know, it, it helps them feel empowered to go and look for support, look for uh, people out there that can help them with with the needs that, that they're facing right. um, It's helped them feel like um, they can they can lead something they can you know do this on their own. Um, it's helped them to support neighboring communities who have had the same who have the same issues. Mm. Um, so we've seen success stories where one community um, has um, gone to the neighboring community and helped them you know, improve their water supply system. So I think those are all really, really great success stories. We hear from our partners that um, you know, they no longer have to worry about um, you know, walking every day for several kilometers to go get water for their for their homes. And now that they have it right at their, you know, right at their doorstep, um, they now have more time to do things like um you know, work in their garden, right. help them economically. Um, so, and there's also health impacts. Mm. Um, these communities report to us that um, with the with the engineering projects that we've completed, they've seen excuse me they've seen an improvement in the overall health of the community, better attendance at school. Um, so, these are all wonderful things um, that are, are outcomes of the engineering
0: work that we're doing. I'm speaking today with Melissa Montgomery, Chief Programs Officer for Engineers Without Borders, a nonprofit organization supporting global community-driven development through sustainable engineering projects. Now, uh, Melissa, we were talking about climate change before. So in addition to uh, building resilience to climate change, Engineers Without Borders is also focused on sustainability. So can you talk about some of the ways in which your projects incorporate sustainable design principles and how these principles are being applied to promote long-term environmental and social benefits?
1: Yeah. So one of the one of the be- uh, most important things about sustainability for us is ensuring that the communities have the capacity to take on the ownership and long-term operation and maintenance of the infrastructure that was built. Right. So as an example, um, if we were to go in and build a water system, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that the community understands every component of that water system, right. um, how it operates, and if there's someone that's, that's checking, maintaining that system, You know, checking to see if there are leaks. Checking to see if the pump has gone out. Right. Um, those kinds of things. And then making sure that they have that ability to address whatever issues come up. So That's... if a pump breaks, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that they're, they, uh, you know, understand how to fix it or who to reach out to fix it. Right. And that they have the financial means to do that. So not only are we doing, uh, you know, engineering design, we're doing a lot of, Community development work, training, Mm -hmm. building capacity at the community level, to ensure that when the project is complete, that it's going to last. Um, I know we've all heard and seen um, examples of, um, you know, nonprofits that go and drill a well in a community or build a latrine in a community, only to come back, um, you know, a couple years later, to see that it's non-functional. Exactly. And that's really what we're talking about when we when we talk about sustainability. How do we ensure that what we're building is, is, the right, is right for that community such that they're going to take ownership of it and maintain it well into the future?
0: So tell me, looking ahead, what are the future goals and aspirations of Engineers Without Borders worldwide? How do you envision the organization's impact growing in the coming years?
1: Yes um so we are very focused right now on narrowing down our our, our geographic focus okay. to put a little bit more strategy around um what we're doing. Right. So what that means is we're we're um working hard to establish really strong partnerships in a number of countries whereby we can partner with communities but at the same time build the capacity of our local partners as well another thing that we're focused on is that there is a larger sort of governing organization called engineers without borders international and there are other engineers without borders organizations around the globe I believe in around 26 countries we mm-hmm. have uh, Engineers Without Borders organizations. So one of the things um, that we're trying to do is to help support that as a global movement. Right. Sort of aligning all of those global organizations um, into one cohesive Um, international uh, body uh, for Engineers Without Borders. So those are a couple of the things that we've been looking at. We're also focused on, um, at this moment, we're seeing a lot of focus here in the U.S. for communities that have engineering needs. So it's not just uh, around the globe Mm -hmm. and maybe in some of the uh, developing countries. You know, there, there are needs here in the U.S. And so our program here in the U.S. has been growing, Um, And we're seeing a lot of good momentum through that program, through partnerships here in the U.S. to really try to make an impact uh, to communities here in our backyard.
0: That all sounds fantastic. Why don't you go ahead and give out that volunteer information out again for our audience?
1: Sure. Um, So you can check out our website at www.ewb-usa.org. And there you can find all of the volunteer opportunities that we have available now, as well as other ways that you can help support EWB USA.
0: We're wrapping up, and I do want to thank uh, Melissa Montgomery, Chief Programs Officer of Engineers Without Borders. Uh, thank you for taking the time to be on the show and for being a part of Life in Colorado. If you have questions or comments about today's program, please call 303-750-5687 or email us at salemdenver.com. Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado